Hi, and welcome to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. This is the second episode into the new series called Bring On The New Series. If you're new here, I launch my podcast episodes in different seasons that focus on a certain topic. For this season, I'm focusing on the newness in my life. Did you know that the number eight in the Bible represents a new beginning? It's considered to be a symbol of creation, and I thought it was fitting because this newness month aligns with where I'm at in my life right now. Typically, August is when my lease ends, and this month determines how I want to approach the next year moving forward. It sets the tone for where I'm going to be, the environment I want to surround myself in, and things I want to change in order to pursue growth. So to summarize, Bring On The New Series isn't just about moving to a physical location. It's also about changing my work tactics, time management, accepting change within friendships and relationships, and so forth. In this episode called Some Are For A Reason, Some Are For A Season, I talk about accepting changes in friendships and relationships. Typically, when change happens inside of you, your environment also changes. In my case, my physical environment triggered me to really change my ways. The way you think, the way you respond, the way that you used to approach life changes. And leading up to the move, it was a whirlwind in my mind. I felt pressure, stress, and overwhelmed at the amount of things I needed and wanted to change. But before I go into the episode, which I'm a little nervous because I am sharing a little more into my personal life, something I try not to do too much because, I mean, that's what separates the boundaries for me. But I feel like it's necessary to do for this episode. Otherwise, you won't know what I'm talking about. And also, maybe if you're going through the same experience, this could be helpful to hear. Anyway, I wanted to do a life update since moving to a new place two weeks ago. I am not officially settled, but it's close. My parents are actually coming this weekend. Well, if you're listening to this today, that means they've already come. But the point is, they're finalizing the apartment for me and also seeing it for the first time. So my family and I are really close. We discuss everything together, and this entire apartment process, they've been up to date. I would send the Lee family group chat, all the apartment tour videos of all the places I've seen, the amenities, and basically informing them every step of the way. And they've definitely played a part in helping me choose this one. I remember my dad would even help me make a a spreadsheet of all the apartments I had viewed that day and just compare prices, um, the amenities, all that stuff. So of course they knew this was one of the top on my list. I called them all in the middle of the day, in the middle of a week when I found out I had been approved for the apartment. So yes, they'll tell you this was all such a long process to get here. But I'm excited to have my parents see the new place. Can't wait to see their faces when they see it. Their reactions and the entire weekend will be a recap for the next episode. Don't worry, I will recap that. But besides that, I've been spending more time with myself since I've moved here. Something I normally would do the opposite of. 
I'm usually in a happier state of mind, and I want to show all my friends my new place, etc. But this time around feels different. I feel like this chapter, this stage in my life, feels different than my past ones. And I think there's a big reason for why I feel this way. And I've been spending more time alone trying to understand it. Devotional times are my favorites for these because whenever I'm feeling lost, I turn to God. I know how noisy and chaotic New York City can be. So I purposely try to block out the distractions so I can focus again. One of the most important things I've taken away with the move was acceptance of past friendships and relationships. I'm not one to typically hold grudges, but there have been some heavy baggage I've been unknowingly carrying around with me for years now. Some of them years, some of them months, and it's been heavy. Sometimes you don't even know it's heavy. For instance, let's say that whenever you go somewhere, you carry a tote bag with you. It contains your go-to things, your essentials. You know everything in that tote bag by heart because it's gone everywhere with you. There's a lot of essentials in there, but you've never really noticed the weight of it until it crosses your mind, until you're taking it off your shoulder and you feel a weight come off your shoulders, literally. You don't realize that even though this bag carried everything you needed, it was heavy and weighing you down. That's how I felt with my first relationship in New York City. Four years ago, I met someone who made me feel like I could trust someone again. Feel like love wasn't completely hopeless. And I finally let my guard down for this person. And four years later, I didn't realize that even though I claimed to be, quote, completely over and moved on from this person, he still had real estate in my mind. It wasn't like I wanted to get back with him, but I still cared. And that still holds a key into my life. It was in my tote bag. I carried with me everywhere, and I brushed it off. I buried it at the bottom of the bag, thinking I was okay because I didn't feel that way for him anymore. I was fine because I was happily seeing other people and living my life. But it had been buried until the day I needed to clean my tote bag out came. Days leading up to my moving day. As I was sitting a week before my move-out day in the apartment I lived in for three years, all the memories just came flooding in. Him, other people, past friends who were no longer in my life. And the impact was just something I couldn't explain. It was partially a reason why I was wanting to, to get out as fast as possible. There was a point where I couldn't take it anymore. I didn't want these items in my tote bag anymore. And the bag I carried it in was this apartment. It's funny how we try to set a deadline for how long we can get over someone. How we think we need X amount of months or years and then we'll be good. It's like, poof, they're out of our minds for good because the deadline was August 2021. Wrong. I don't know what bothered me more. The very first 
quote, relationship I had in New York City coming back to haunt me four years later, or the fact that I was still thinking about this person, and not in that way. He was no longer a part of my life, but somehow still found some way to remain in there. I never could understand why. And to, to stay hidden beneath all my essentials in my tote bag. And I had let it slide because I didn't want to deal with it. There was this whole ordeal with this person a few weeks ago that I'm not going to get into because of personal reasons. But let's just say it was a rather weird experience. And now as I'm sitting here in my new apartment, I finally dropped off the key to that old tote bag, aka apartment, to the super to never visit again. I just spent most of this episode talking about one relationship, but there have been plenty other friendships and relationships that haven't ended in a pleasant way. You can feel so lonely in a big place like New York City. People romanticize this place for pursuing their dream apartments and careers, but let me just straight up say that dating here in New York City is so hard. And I think the majority of New Yorkers will agree with me there. Everyone here is either committed to their careers, money, dreams, or just not committed or willing to commit at all. That's the problem now, isn't it? If no one will commit. You spend so much time swiping on dating apps, going to different bars in hopes to run into someone, like in the movies or TV shows, only to be left disappointed. You go home and do it again the next weekend, just because there's still a tiny amount of hope in you. You want to do the fun things with someone you love in the city. You want to spend time in in the greatest city in the world with someone who shares the same passions as you and ignites a part of you that reminds you that love is real. You want to share the adventures of New York City with someone so bad you'll go to low lengths to match with someone on the dating apps and still spend time with them even though you don't feel a connection or want to pursue the relationship. You do it because it's better than being alone right? I feel like a lot of people know what I'm talking about. I've been there plenty of times. It's the hate part of the love-hate relationship I have with New York City. It frustrates me how you can live in such a huge city and still not meet the person you're looking for. I've spent so much time chasing, but now I just approach it differently. I used to invest so much emotion into friendships and relationships and then feel so drained afterwards. The experience taught me never to just give everything you have and to never go into something with 100% expectations. You will get disappointed and you will get hurt. I've had to learn this the hard way many times. And I'm still working through that right now, as we speak. But when I start getting to this point, I remind myself, the season isn't about them, it's about you. It's about getting your heart and mind in a good place, loving yourself, figuring out who you want to be in the season, and the right people will come along and stay. 
I've been fighting God with this one. Trying to force certain people into my life for temporary happiness or something to make me feel again. After many times at this, I feel like I'm losing feeling again. The need to care. And I get nervous and fearful when I become too isolated in myself because then I block everyone out. I only long for my company in hopes of not getting hurt or not wanting to give up my solitude. And I know that God didn't create us to spend life alone. He wants us to be with company and enjoy friendships and relationships. And I get fearful of what happens to me when I no longer feel. Sometimes when new people enter my life, I'll spend time thinking whether they're seasonal or my life to stay. And if they're seasonal, what's the reason? What are they teaching me? Or why didn't they respond to me? Why are they ignoring me or ghosting me? I used to get so frustrated and sad thinking, you know, it was always me. But now I see it as God was protecting me from getting hurt or something worse happening. Once you value your worth and self-dignity, you no longer let useless and meaningless relationships consume you. You respect yourself enough to walk away and know that that's not someone God wants you to have in your life. And then you keep on with your life. That's how I see it. And the less I expect, the easier it gets. Something I've been experiencing more of this season is friendship breakups. Those are hard, let me tell you. At least with someone you're romantic with, it's either a breakup or get back together. One or the other. But with friendships, it gets tricky. Do you take a break because you still want to be friends in the future, but just need space and time apart? Or do you just cut off the friendship and never speak again? I wish there was a guide for these types of things. Those haven't been easy. It's taken me down memory lane and filled my mind with distractions. If you had to choose one to go through, would you pick friendship breakups or relationship breakups? I'm actually curious which one people would pick. And this is a side note, but do you know how many times I've thought of leaving New York City and going to a whole new place where no one knows who I am and try to start over? I've always thought about that. What would that feel like? Would I be excited or nervous? Would it be hard to find new people there? Or would it feel like New York City 2.0? Just less traffic and tourists. I used to dream about that. And it would excite me time to time. The idea of going somewhere new, leaving behind everything and everyone, and just starting again. But then I start to think, would it feel the same once I arrive? Would there really be a point in moving again? Does anyone else have these thoughts, or is it just me? I feel like in our 20s, we tend to think so many thoughts on how we should approach our lives. We're curious and also impatient. We want to learn, but we also want everything now. We want to experience it now. We want to be in a relationship now. We want to travel now. We want to have the right friends in our lives now. 
And then our brains go over to, what if we moved here? What if we applied to this job? What if we spent a year just traveling? What would life be like then? So many what-ifs and questions because we truly don't know what we want. We're in the growing stages of our adulthood, and we're learning through the hard ways to get there. I know in the next season I'm in, I'll be able to look back at this one and see the reason for the many, many challenges I've had to endure. I hope that I can look at this past one and think of it as a stepping stone to my next season. I hope that I'll be able to overcome this one and stay strong through the challenges life keeps throwing my way. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode where I cover another topic on the newness I'm embracing for my next chapter in life talking about moving to a new home. And as always, if you have any questions, feedback, or topic suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Thanks for tuning in!